everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of Beyond the Veil, a podcast all about Harry Potter and mental health. I'm your host, Madison Ford. I've got one brief announcement for you all before we get into today's interview. I will be hosting a panel at Leviosa this year in Los Angeles, California. Leviosa starts on Thursday, June 27th, goes through Sunday, June 30th. If you guys are going to be there, please come and see me. I would love to meet y'all in person. If you're thinking about going, I would definitely recommend it as far as Harry Potter conventions go. It's a big group of Harry Potter nerds all together. Wonderful people, really fascinating panels, great experience. Um, If you can only make it on one day, then our panel will be on Sunday, June 30th. I hope to see you guys there, and I hope to bring Beyond the Veil live events to other parts of the world in the future. So let's get into today's interview. Today, you'll be hearing my talk with Josh Cook. Josh is an engineer, a backpacker, and a huge fan of the Harry Potter series. So let's get started and dive into this interview. everybody. Welcome back to Beyond the Veil. Today, I am talking with Josh Cook. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it. This is, uh, this is pretty exciting. <laughs> I'm glad to have you on. Um, will you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you like to do, anything you want to share? Yep. Um, so I am from West Virginia in the, in the United States. I'm sure you have some international people that don't know where that's at. I'm also sure that you have some American listeners that don't know where that's at either, but um, <laughs> I um, I grew up in a really small town, and um, I moved to a larger college town now, so um, I'm a civil engineer, and, you know, some things. I, I like to run. Um, I, I like to take uh, backpacking trips, um, you know, throwing 30 or 40 pounds on my back and spending a couple of days out in the woods or anything on, on trails, that is, uh, that's kind of our release now. Um, found out that I liked that a couple of years ago and it's really been nice. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty simple overall. I feel like, um, I ran, uh, I ran my first marathon last year. So, Congratulations. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty, that was tough, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it was fun. Um, it was, uh, I ran it in Washington, DC. So, there's a lot of people there, a lot of a lot of support. So I'm glad uh, glad I got I got that checked off the list. Yeah, well that's that's amazing. A marathon is a huge accomplishment, and I am curious to know what sort of Potter information you'd like to share, like your Hogwarts house or anything like that. Um, so I'm officially in Gryffindor. Um, I've I've taken I've I've taken the Pottermore test five times and and found and ended up with Gryffindor every time. Oh. <laughs> um, so I'm a I'm a big listener of the Alohomora podcast uh, through MuggleNet, and if anyone listens, I'm I'm Gryffindor Prefect on the message boards there. So um, Gryffindor is my primary house, and uh, Slytherin will be my second. Um, and I have a I feel like I have a little Hermione going on. Uh, one big uh, topic that they had on Alohomora was um, Hermione is, is essentially was probably supposed to be in Ravenclaw, but um, but the Sorting Hat you know listens to your preferences and, and things like that, and she preferred Gryffindor. And um, 
I feel like I'm probably supposed to be in Slytherin, but uh, but I prefer and, and I hold the values of Griff, uh, Gryffindor a little higher. So uh, since my preference is Gryffindor, um, I ended up in that house. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, coming in, I didn't know anything about um, the Potter series. I got in. I got into it incredibly late. Um, I'm 28 now and, um, you know, got into it whenever I was 25 or 26. So I'm, I'm brand new to the, um, I guess to the fandom, but, um, but I've, 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 I've dove in for sure. Um, my, <laughs> my Ilver morning house is Thunderbird and it's fantastic because it's, it's the house of adventurers. Um, I've done a little bit of research on, over morning and uh, i'm really happy that I, I got into uh thunderbird there um my patronus is a marsh harrier it's a it's 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 a bird of prey it's a it's a raptor um wow they were yep yeah, i like that a lot i, I got that and, and I, I never heard of a marsh harrier before they they don't exist in in america um they're mainly europe and uh european and asian birds but um but yeah, they're uh, they're they're pretty fierce. I'm I'm really excited I got those. Bird of prey, Patronus. That's mine as well. They're particularly ferocious, I have to say. <laughs> cool, yeah. <laughs> and then like my wand, uh, I have a sycamore wand with a unicorn um, hair in it. Um, I like I like sycamore a lot. Um, one of the things on Pottermore that talks about is that it becomes bored with inactivity, and that it's curious, vital, and adventurous. So. I think it, it, it fit me pretty well. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. Definitely. That sounds, that sounds like a perfect fit. <laughs> um, so you said um, you got into the Potter fandom kind of late. And in your submission, you talked about kind of growing up feeling extremely normal, like almost Dursley-ish normal. Can you tell me a little bit, like, what, the, what does that mean to you? I always... Um... I always felt like there was a very particular way that we were supposed to present ourselves. Um, you know, I, I think of the Masons coming over to the Dursley house where they had everything set out exactly. And, you know, they had a routine for how, for how the Dursleys were going to, going to have the evening go. And, um, not that I ever felt like Harry where, you know, he was supposed to stay in his room and act like he doesn't exist or anything like that. I was, you're given a cue for this is how we're going to be and this is how you're going to act. And I'm, I'm, I'm very, you know, not like that. I like to be the center of attention. I like, I, I, I talk a lot. I, you know, I, I laugh loudly. Um, you know, I, I, I just enjoy being a little different than, than everyone else. But, but growing up, it was, it was almost as if I needed to hide that, part you know um yeah mm -hmm. there were there were times i could step out of that but but it was um it was few and far between i guess i had i had to get away from from some of that um and and you know kind of show who i was you know away from the watchful eyes of family or family friends or whatever and and that, that, that's hard to do growing up in, in in a very small town where you know, people are always looking out the windows and they know where you're at and things like that. Right. Absolutely. That feeling of uh, when you know everybody, it's almost like you're always being watched. Yeah. 
So when did you first hear about the Harry Potter series? Um, I mean, I, I, I remember hearing about it growing up. Um, I guess the first book came out in 96, 97, something like mm-hmm. that. So I, I was seven or eight years old when it came out. And, uh, especially when I got to middle school and high school, there were a lot of people that, that had read it and, you know, had at least watched the movies by the time I'd gotten in high school, um, or the ones that were out at that point in time, I guess. But, um, I didn't like to read to begin with. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm not a very good reader, so I don't like to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very slow. I have to take every word for exactly what it is. And it, it, it takes me a long time to get through. And, um, I'm, I, you know, I get antsy. I don't like sitting around. So, um, you know, reading, reading books was never you know, a big priority in my life. But, um, but I, I, I had some people I went to school with that, they were fans. Now I would hear things about, you know, Gryffindor or Slytherin or, or something like that, but I never knew really what it was. Um, mm-hmm. another, another thing I wasn't allowed to, I wasn't allowed to read it or, or kind of partake in the, the nastiness of witchcraft. <laughs> okay. Um, I grew up very, um, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, and, and I, I still practice Christianity. Um, you know, I, I follow, um, the Bible, you know, um, do that, but there's a, there's a difference between practicing witchcraft or, or whatever, and you know, having a book that is telling the what what I call and what I tell all of my friends that it is the greatest fictional story of all time. These seven books, I I mean, I hold up with the you know the one of the greatest um, you know stories ever told. You know, you you can take each book out and, 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 you know, analyze it itself. But as a series, um, what, uh, what JK Rowling was able to do is, is unbelievable. So, you know, I just feel like, uh, growing up in that very conservative household and, and it, it I kind of, I feel like I missed out on, on a lot of stuff. I feel like I missed out on, um, on, on such a great thing, um, until I, until I got older and, and, and got into it myself eventually so i mean you grew up and um when did you kind of what made you decide to read the harry potter books in your adulthood uh my wife my my my, my wife my wife's a big fan and um she she knows i don't like to read um she knows it's hard for me to to just sit and 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 read and and, and, you know i think after prisoner of azkaban these these books are enormous you know, especially <laughs> yeah. coming coming from someone that 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 doesn't even want to read um, *Philosopher's Stone* or anything like that. You know, but um, so she she convinced me to watch the movies, and um, once I got through the movies, um, I didn't um, I didn't have a I guess I wasn't satisfied is a good way of putting it. We I watched all the I think I, I think I had gone through *Order of the Phoenix*. And then we went on a vacation where we went to Universal and went to Harry Potter World. And I was just walking through and I saw this. I saw what I saw in the movies, but like it came to life because I was there. And, you know, that was a big deal for me to go back and finish watching the movies. Um, I remember walking through one of the rides and 
it had something about um, Professor Snape becoming headmaster, and I didn't know that that happened, and I it, it I, I I just lost it. You know, I was just like, what in the world? What you know, what happened to Dumbledore and all this stuff? And um, so that was a big spoiler for me, unfortunately. But um, when when I got through uh, all the movies, I was really disappointed in Dumbledore's character. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't I don't think uh, the movies portrayed exactly what all he really was to the story and so i was really confused just by you know everyone talked about how great dumbledore was and i didn't understand that so that was a big motivator for me was well why does everyone love dumbledore so much you know Mm -hmm. why why is he such you know this big deal and um then i i got the books on through audible and um listened to him while i was at work Um, i drive a lot for work um, so I'm a, I'm an engineer and I have to go to construction sites and things like that. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of long trips. And, yeah. um, so I got, I got, I got through all the books and since I would say since January of 27, 2016, I've listened. Um, so I've made it all the way through the entire series over a dozen times Wow! because I just, I just love it. I just can't get enough. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pick everything out and um so yeah i mean that that's that's how i got into it is i was disappointed with uh with the movies and i wanted to find out for myself what what all the hubbub was about so um thank thank god for um you know the the audiobooks and and jim dale um for for doing it and and really bringing it to life for me i'm curious how after listening to the audiobooks um what are your What are your feelings on Dumbledore now? Oh, I love him. I can I, I can see so much of, um, kind of some of the thought processes that I go through. Like I understand why Dumbledore did some of it. Um, even even if I necessarily don't agree with it, I understand why he did it. Um, a a big a big point was when Snape told Dumbledore, um, you know, we've been raising Harry as a pig for slaughter, and you saw that greater good mentality coming back in Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, whether, whether good or bad, like I can, I can see that. Uh, I understand his mentality behind it. And, um, and I, I, I believe that it did, it grieved Dumbledore that, um, that he had to do this and that it was, you know, it was coming down to this, but you know, it was, it was a way to, to bring, um, correction to the world and luck you know luckily um harry overcame and and uh his mother's love you know protected him even even through you know dumbledore's possible misjudgment Mm -hmm. definitely so you're watching the movies and you're reading the books and um if you've grown up in this kind of environment where you had to stifle yourself a little bit and couldn't be really true to yourself, um, did the Harry Potter books help you uncover that part of yourself you'd been sort of keeping away? Yeah, I think I think that it did. Um, and what honestly, one of the biggest reasons doesn't come from the books themselves, like any story in the books. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of, you know, the the books have been out for. A decade and a half by the time that I had um, made it through them and 
um, you know, just I, I look back and, and, and it's such a honestly, it's such a big part of my life now. You know, I mean, every every day I'm checking the message boards to see, you know, who what ideas are there and, and, and you know, bouncing stuff off of off of different people. And um, I missed out on such a great thing because I didn't think reading was cool. You know, reading was kind of lame. I didn't want to do any of that. Um, I wanted to I wanted to be the cool guy and fit in and and kind of be a chameleon um, wherever I was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I missed, I missed out on a big piece of enjoyment where I've, I learned lessons through the books. I found out things about myself that I didn't know. And, and just questions that, that I've, I've raised about myself and, and about my, my views on the world that I wish I had done a decade ago rather than sitting here at 26 or, or whatever thinking, man, I really wish my, my world was opened up a little bit more, you know, and um so you know when it comes down to is it is it a good thing that um that i missed out on all that and and the answer is always going to be no because you know i've learned a lot about myself yeah you talk about opening up your world a little bit and i wonder how did the harry potter books kind of open up your world uh, one one I don't want to get into specific politics or anything, but um, especially in Order of the Phoenix, you see the attack of of the media and things from the from the Ministry of Magic and and in um, Deathly Hallows, where um, you know Dolores Umbridge is over the the Muggle uh, registration office, and it just it just shows. What could happen? You know, if it if it can happen in, in a magical community, it could it could happen here. And 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 so I'm sitting here after the the last couple of years in um, in politics in America, and 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 you go, man, that that could totally happen here if it's not already. You know, we mm-hmm. may we may be looking at the same kind of thing. And and I was you know I was raised very conservative, um, so I I was I was skewed to um, to a certain side. And, you know, I grew up very insular and I didn't, I, I wasn't asking myself these big questions and, and things like that. And, and, uh, you know, going through the books, you, you see people with real issues coming out and you see people dealing with, with, with their things that others don't understand. You know, I think a Lupin, um, people mm-hmm. see him as a werewolf, but he's so much more than that. You know, he's going through his own problems. He, he may, yeah, he may be a werewolf, but he's he has all these other problems that, that maybe come out of that, but he didn't sign up for any of this. It's not his fault that he's a werewolf. He was a kid when he got attacked, you know? So it, a lot of this just made me ask questions on why are people doing what they're doing? You know, why do they feel the way that they do? And, and how can I understand, understand it better? And how can I help them? Or how can I, you know, put myself in their shoes. And I grew up with where everyone was like me, you know, everyone kind of had the same upbringing essentially for my eyes at least. But now I look back on people that I went to high school with and I had advantages that, that they didn't have. And what did I do to deserve that? Nothing. I was just, I, I was just raised by good people. And um, so trying to understand that, a person's situation isn't based on who they are. It's just, it's just their situation and they're trying to, 
they're they're trying just as hard as I am to to be successful and get out of it. And so um, just having more compassion um, for for how the world works and, and what people are going through really changed for me. Um, you know, since making it through the books, um, I've become a vegetarian. You know, I I I started doing research. I, I was I was in the store one day, and and I think I probably had my headphones in listening to the series, and and I walked by the meat rack, and I went, "What are these? Like, where did this come from? You know, like mm-hmm. what kind of you? Know, I, I mean, I don't want to do a big spill on anything like that, but I mean, it's it, it's a thought that I had that I'd never had before, and it's and it's because of the series. That's really awesome. I'm I'm speaking as a fellow vegetarian, so I'm probably biased. Um, but it's <laughs> it's really really wonderful to see how um, a book, you know, you never you would never expect Harry Potter to open up your world in that way. But when you become more compassionate, and um, I think everybody, regardless of you know where they were brought up, could use a little bit more of thinking about people's motivations and why they're doing what they're doing. And that is so powerful that it can just change you in ways you never expected. Yeah, I mean it's un- it's unbelievable. I mean, and you know, going back to you know, why people are the way that they are, we think of a perfect example of that is Creature and the and the character arc that he had, um, where you know we didn't think anything of Creature. You know, we just thought he was this nasty old house elf, but. Man, he went through some stuff, you know. I mean, like there was a reason that he was the way that he was, and yeah, you know, it it's just it 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 changed it changed my life forever. It's unbelievable. Are there any other characters or moments in the books that you kind of can see as maybe not like you know like changing your mind specifically, but is there anyone who really stands out? Um, Tonks a lot. Um, I really. I really like Tonks' story. Mm-hmm. Um, one one thing that really sticks out to me is um, I'm I try to be the guy that's got a smile on his face and you know is really excited and, and and ready to go and really energetic and things like that and 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 Tonks was like that you know we see Tonks as kind of um, a funny character you know kind of clumsy but 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 she's she's good at what she does and um, and when Lupin. I guess didn't accept her advances to, to become a couple or anything. We see her hair go flat and her Patronus changes shapes, but she didn't go and hide. You know, we see her at Hogwarts and she's still doing her job and she's going out there. And she really helped me understand that it's okay to not be energetic. It's not, it's okay to, to, to not have to have this face on all the time. And um, you can still do you can still do your job, and you can do it well, and you don't have to act like everything's fine when when it's not. Absolutely, you uh, you described your yourself kind of as a chameleon earlier, and I wonder if Tonks's you know uh, her abilities to change her appearance is that. Do you relate to that at all metaphorically? Yeah, um, I, I I do believe that um, you. Know, Tonks growing up, if there was something that that maybe she didn't like about herself, um, and, and and we can see her as a as a um, changing her appearance and things like that. But if there's something that she didn't like about herself, she could change it. And mm-hmm. I feel like I, I I did that a lot with my personality, and it was it was dependent upon who 
what group I was hanging out with, you know, what group I wanted to fit in with, you know, this week. And, and especially in high school, there's so many cliques and, and it, it wasn't necessarily that I was in any of them, but I could go in and out of any of them. Um, just because I have, I've always had a kind of a good feel for, for kind of what people are and, and, and what they expect. And, and I could meet those expectations, even if I wasn't, um, you know, really satisfied with, with who I was acting like, you know, I, I wanted to be popular. I wanted to be cool. And unfortunately it took me until I was 26 to realize, well, you know, you are cool and other people will think that you are, you know, if, if they love you and they, and they, they want to be there, you know, you should, I, I, you should only want to have relationships with people that want them with you, not, you know, this, um, this metaphor of, of, of what you are, what you think that they're, what they expect. Absolutely. And that's a, I feel like that's a lesson. It takes some people a lot longer than 26 years to find out. So, so you were coming close to the end of our time here. So I wonder if there's anything else you'd like to share, any words of wisdom, any more um, Potter stories or anything that's on your mind. What I wish someone would have told me whenever I was, you know, younger as a, as a teen or, or, you know, in my early twenties is that you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do something because you think that you should, or because you think that, you know, there's some type of stipulation that says that you have to, um, you don't have to become something that, that you're not okay with or portray yourself in a way that doesn't feel comfortable. Um, you know, it, it learn as much about yourself as possible and just be, okay with with who you are you know i mean people will find you and people will love you and i would rather have people that love me and 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 want to be around me rather than you know this act that 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 i put on for for too long and um another just big thing too is just get out you you have time to travel you have time to do you know all these things and the the amount of you know, the amount of information that you can gather on of the world and, and as much as you can learn, like that's what you need to do. Um, ask questions, um, learn as much about different people as you can. Um, a lot of the times people will, will ignore you, but that's on them. Um, just take it as if they missed out on the great conversation, not you. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I think that's really important for a lot of people to hear. I know that someone is going to get something really, really wonderful out of that. Um, so Josh, thank you so much for being on the show. I really, really appreciate it. I think there's some really valuable lessons in everything that you've shared. Cool. I appreciate it. And what, what you're doing is fantastic. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you enough, like, um, the, the stories that have been told either through your interviews or, or through the whispers. I mean, it's, uh, I look forward to it every week. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I hope that I hope that people are getting something out of it because it, I get something out of every interview I do, out of everyone I talk to. So uh, I'm just glad we can make these connections through Harry Potter. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Great. So, well, thank you again for joining us, Josh. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Josh. Josh, 
Thank you again for joining me on the show and sharing your story. We all have stories, but some are more difficult to tell than others. In today's Whisper segment, an anonymous listener shares their story about bravery. I'm a big fan of the podcast, but I'm scared to have my voice on the show. I guess I'm scared of what people will think of me. I've been listening a lot over the past month, and I think hearing all the stories the guests have shared has started to get to my head, but in a good way. I've been really stressed lately. I have a new job, and I'm still learning. I'm always paranoid I'm going to lose my job, and I really like this one, so I'm especially stressed. I'm working long hours to make sure I get everything done, and the other night I just broke down. I was so tired, scared, I sat on my floor and cried. When I looked up, my copies of the Harry Potter books were right in front of my face. My mind went combing through all the stories I've heard on the show, and I thought to myself, what would Harry do in my situation? I realized he probably would have just told no one about his problems and tried to do it alone, which is probably not a good idea. I needed to do what Harry wouldn't do, which is talk to somebody about how I'm feeling. So I set up an appointment with a therapist. I'm nervous, but one thing I know is that Harry would probably be brave, so I'll act like him in that way at least. This has been episode 15 of Beyond the Veil. Thank you all for joining me for another show. For those of you who may not know, you can follow this podcast on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram as at Beyond the Veil Pod, and on Twitter as Beyond the Veil MN, as in Muggle Net. We share posts about Harry Potter and mental health on our accounts, so definitely give us a follow if you'd like to hear more from us. If you want to share your story as a guest on the show, please visit our website and fill out our submission form. We would love to have you. You can also share your story anonymously as a whisper. Join me next week for another conversation in the headmaster's office. Until next time.